0: Hi guys, and welcome back to Sweat Thrive Glow. It has been a hot minute since I've been on the mic. My name is Katie Dudley. I am the face and voice behind the blog and brand, The Pilates Blonde. I am the owner of the studio by TPB. It is a private Pilates and group fitness studio. I also do nutrition coaching. And right now, everything that I am doing is on Zoom. You can find me in your living room. uh, I think it's five days a week. Five days a week. How the heck are you? I miss you guys. I could not mic up for. <laughs> so I couldn't get into my iTunes account or my iCloud account to delete things off of my computer and like put them onto the iCloud because it was my email address and phone number from middle school. I didn't have that phone number anymore because one time I was at Target at Christmas time. I was probably like 16 or 17. And this guy came up to me when I was in the checkout line and he was like, which sunglasses look better on me? And I was like, honestly, both of the ones you have in your hand, like don't go with the shape of your face. You should probably like go back to the drawing board. And he was like, honestly, I'm just using this as an excuse to get your number. So naturally I gave him my dad's phone number and he asked me where I went to college. And I lied and told him the university of Scranton, because that's what you do. You give boys fake numbers and you tell them different schools so they can't murder you. So then he called my dad's number and realized he was like, he followed me to my car to tell me this. So I'm in the parking lot and he's yelling for me. And he was like, Hey, Hey, that wasn't your number. You gave me a man's number. And so I was like at my car. So now he has my license plate number and he was like yelling at me and he was like, give me your real number. Give me your real number. So I gave him my real number because he stood in front of me and called me. And so then I Um, luckily there was a woman who like saw the entire thing, like from the checkout line to the parking lot go down. And she like was like, I'm going to follow you out of here to make sure that he like doesn't follow you, whatever. So then I went home and told my parents and we had to change my phone number. And then I slept on their floor for six weeks because I was afraid that I was going to be murdered by the man from Target. Anyway, so I don't have access to that phone number anymore. It's like not in my Verizon history. Luckily, I'm a hoarder and still had the first job application that I ever filled out from Rita's Water Ice in 2008. I never actually turned it in or applied for the job, but I kept the application for some reason, probably for this moment, like future Katie was just, or like past Katie was looking out for future Katie. So that worked out nicely. Um, In addition to my job application hoarding tendencies, if you are a mom I've ever babysat for, I still have your child's pictures. I've never once thrown out a picture that a child has drawn for me. Actually, it's probably more likely that the children that I babysat for are listening to this because you guys just graduated from college, which I think is so fucking rude that you, I am old enough to have tucked in children who have graduated from college, which is absolutely disgusting. Anyway, that's what's been going on here. I couldn't mic up because I couldn't delete things because I didn't have any space and didn't know my phone number because I was stalked as a child. So that's it. Um, Hi. Before I get into talking about my quarantine... Um, activities, my quarantine schedule, the things that I've been up to, I just want to share with you a little bit of a story, because I think it's so important to not compare someone's quarantine activities to your own quarantine activities. Please remember that I am an ADD psycho and my calmness comes from chaos and movement and excitement. I don't do well with sitting still. So please, when I start rattling off things that I'm doing during the day, don't feel pressure to do it. It's what brings peace and calm to me is a little bit of chaos. So again, we're not comparing stories here. So when you're listening to this, don't feel like you still need to be the person who's setting a 350 a.m. alarm when that doesn't work in your life or in this season of uncertainty. So I was in a meeting and at the end of this meeting, we were asked to just share something that we've gained from quarantine. This was like two or three weeks in and just like sitting in appreciation of what we can take out of this trying time. And the chat blew up instantly. Gratitude, family time, balance, yoga, meditation, grounding, outside, reading, napping, um, diving into a Netflix series, things like that, where, or just like gratitude for health and wellness. And so the chat was blowing up and then someone came off of mute and he said, yeah, so like I got this cool like Bruce Lee t-shirt and I am definitely keeping that after quarantine. It's like really cool and I really, I gained it during quarantine and I'm definitely going to keep it after And my original thought was, holy shit, he missed the mark. Like right over his head, that's not what this was. Sir, are you okay?" And then I was sitting and I was thinking about it after. And I was like, holy shit, no, he's got it right and I'm missing the mark, right? At the time I was signing up for every certification, I still am, Um, but signing up for every certification that I could underneath the sun, anything that works in my schedule, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign up for it. I'm leaving quarantine as a newly ordained minister with 18,000 extra certifications under my belt. And honestly, and truly that's not necessary. If the coolest thing that you leave quarantine with is a new t-shirt, like you're doing just fine because if any of us leave quarantine, happy and healthy, we are the winners, right? That's the whole point of this is to keep us healthy. And if we leave with something so basic as health, we are the real winners in this. And so that's why it's so important to stay home, to wash your hands and to wear your mask. Um, And so I just wanna share that with you before I go into what I've been doing. And I really looked at this quarantine as a blessing and a reset for me. I was definitely, especially the last probably like, six to nine months, just working, working, working. Lulu, teaching, secretly opening up the studio. I never gave myself time to come up for air. I never had time to feel my feelings. And I think that that's really important to sometimes just sit with your emotions and just feel shit so you can get it out or talk it out or journal it. And I really didn't have truly did not have the time in the day because it was like either feel your feelings or sleep, you know, and so I had to choose that. So I think I suppressed a lot of things, a lot of emotions, a lot of like sadness of chapters closing and really breezed over celebrating like a huge milestone in my life and didn't enjoy the moment as much as I wish that I did, which was a really, really, Nice opportunity to like get to feel for the first time in a really long time and just like sit with it and not enjoy like real emotion for like months. Like, I really didn't like I would feel things for like five or 10 minutes and then I was like, okay, I have to move on. I have like, I'm scheduled. Um, So it was really nice to lean into a lot of emotions that I had like stuffed down and smothered with work. Um, So that was kind of how my quarantine started. The first week, I was still really, really productive and like going for it. And then week two, I had like a mini breakdown. I started taking like inventory of my life and like I got on the scale and that was really, really hard for me. And there was just like a lot of feelings that I didn't get to feel. For example, I finished my old job. And opened my new studio less than twenty four hours apart. So I closed a chapter, a huge chapter of my life, and opened up probably what's the biggest chapter, um, and didn't have time to process, and didn't have time to grieve a loss or celebrate a new beginning. And I didn't give myself the space to feel. Instead, it was like literally, I think I left the old studio at like noon. And was at my new studio by 1226, setting up for grand opening the very next day. So I truly did not give myself the time that I needed to process, like, the sadness of closing an old door and the gratitude and everything that I learned and gained from that um, and then celebrating this new venture. And so it was really nice to kind of sit with that emotion Um, I realized that I can't journal in something like pretty and pink and gold and I need like a basic black like spiral one subject college notebook that I can just write my feelings, misspell words and do all of that stuff in. I was feeling a lot of pressure to make sure that my handwriting was perfect and that my spelling was perfect and that my feelings were Clean, I guess, or just like happy in a prettier journal. Whereas I feel like in a less fancy journal, I could just be more authentic. And so that just really, really helped me. It was like getting out all of my feelings. And then something that I really wanted to talk to you guys about is like me sleeping on Zoom. I really, so I'm pretty good at knowing where I am in my body and knowing what's happening in my body. And in October, this. Batteries in my scale died, and so I was like, Fuck it, like I'm not even replacing them, we're fine. Um, I had maintained, I stayed between 165 and like 175, depending on like what I was eating, fluctuations, hormones, things like that. I do have pretty big swings with hormones, I'll have like a five to ten pound weight gain like twice a month. Um, and so. I just like never refilled the batteries on my scale. So I was just like, oh, quarantine. I'll just put the batteries in my scale and I'll hop on. I was expecting to see like 178. That's how I was feeling in my body was like a 178, a little bit higher than what I like to be, um, but nothing extreme. And I got on the scale and the number said 195. And that's when I decided that I wasn't doing Zoom classes because I was just like that number rocked my soul. And I like to talk to clients about their, their relationship with the scale. And here I was like having this really toxic reaction to the scale that I hadn't had in years. I didn't have a reaction to the scale in years because I was never really shocked by the number. I knew if I had been slightly off track and this rocked me. It was a 33-0 pound weight gain and I just didn't want to be on camera. I wasn't feeling good about myself. I wasn't feeling good about a lot of things and it really just shocked me. So, I sat down, I did all of the math that I do for clients. I calculated my basal metabolic rate. I calculated um the total calories that I need to maintain that weight, then I put myself in a deficit. I the deficit was like I th- think 1900 calories a day and was eating super duper like on it, right? vegetables, rice, protein out the ass. Um and really just like leaned into getting healthy. And not that I felt unhealthy before. Like I just want to make that clear. Like I felt fine. Um it was the number that really 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 surprised me and I wasn't expecting to see it. And then all of these Post-breakup skinny post kept coming up of my time hop. And this time last year, I was like 155 pounds, miserable, barely eating, not sleeping, just crying all the time. I was an absolute disaster. I couldn't get in the car and drive to the studio without having a full-fledged fucking meltdown. Um, and because of that, my appetite decreased, and I lost a shit ton of weight and also was super duper unhappy. Um, So when I look back at those pictures, I'm like, holy shit, here I am like flexing abs on social media. Meanwhile, like I didn't realize how sad I was then until I came out of it. Um, But like comparing myself now, which I look healthy, I don't look bad at all. Um, I'm just way heavier than I was then. It's very, very difficult at first to see those pictures, but then I had to journal it out and be like, what were you feeling in those moments that you were so like, quote unquote, skinny? Um, You hated everything about like your relationships at that time. You were really, really sad. You were working seven days a week. You didn't have a break off, like a break. You didn't ever exhale and you worked 91 days straight with no break. Um, so I had to like really lean into like those feelings and that's where that black journal came in and just like journaled everything out. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I was. And then I like got the fuck over myself and was like, listen, I'm strong as shit and I need to be on zoom and I need to be with my clients. That's what makes me feel good. So let's talk about what I'm doing during quarantine. I'm trying to keep my schedule as consistent to my real life as possible. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work out with my trainer at 530 in the morning. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm still waking up at 350. I just don't want my body to get out of that habit because I don't want to sleep through alarms when real life hits. Um, I purposefully scheduled classes on Monday and Friday, that would force me to wake up at 5 a.m. So that, again, I'm still staying in that schedule. I am still booking classes at 7 p.m. Because, again, I just want to stay in my normal routine. I'm trying to keep my life as real as possible so that I don't slip into bad habits now. And so during the hours that I would typically be doing admin work or Anything like business-wise for the studio that's just very, very slow at the moment because quarantine, I am doing a lot of certifications. So I became an ordained minister. I did a personal training certification. I'm currently going through a speed and agility certification. Um, So I'm just trying to fill my time with things that will provide value to my business I'm not doing a ton of online shopping. Any money that I've spent during this quarantine has really been on education so that I can get a return on my investment. Again, if you're somebody who stress shops and you have the finances for it, I'm not judging. I'm just choosing not to and just really leaning into educating myself as much as I can. So when we come back to real life, which I truly don't think for the fitness industry is anytime soon. I think that gyms are going to open prematurely. I think they're going to infect all of their equipment. And I think that they're going to get shut down. I plan on staying on Zoom permanently. Um, When I can reopen, I'm obviously going to reopen. But I've liked connecting with clients that I haven't seen who've moved to Texas or sweating with girls in Colorado. Um, I've really enjoyed the fact that I can connect with all of you on such a wide Like, I don't know, platform. It's been really, really nice to have a conversation with people who are usually just in my DMs. So I've really, really appreciated that. So I'm going to stay on Zoom. So I've just been working on my certifications like crazy. Um, I'm teaching 12 Zoom classes a week. Um, I take Wednesday and Sunday as my rest days because my body feels like I literally put it through a wood chipper. Please know that when I post things on the internet, about how many calories I burn that day, or whatever, it's not normal and/or healthy. Actually, in fact, it's super duper unhealthy. And even with the amount of calories that I'm burning a day and eating in a caloric deficit, I'm still gaining weight. I'm actually waiting on a phone call from my doctor because I want to have blood work done because that's just like not normal. A 30-pound weight gain plus burning 1,500 calories a week and eating in a caloric deficit, I should not be gaining weight. Anyway. Um, I'm teaching a million classes a week. It's been so much fun to connect with my clients and I've been getting really creative. Um, the future of fitness is online. It really is. I just see this being the biggest boom in the fitness industry because Zoom is so respectful of your time. And I think that that's one thing that people aren't realizing or maybe are just starting to realize, like when you can get back into the gym Obviously, do it safely um, so you can see your friends and you have that community. But I really love Zoom for time integrity, for the fact that like if I am teaching a noon class and it's from 12 to 1245, I will log in at 1157 and get you guys out of there by 1247, you know, so it's less than an hour. You don't have to drive anywhere by doing that. I, If you had a 20 minute drive to your gym, I'm saving you about an hour and five minutes every single day that you go to the gym, if you work out five days a week, that adds up to 11 days a year. So if you stuck with the Zoom format, you would gain 11 days worth of time back a year. It is so crazy to me to think that I was wasting so much time when I could have just been working out at home, especially if you have like even minor amounts of equipment, two dumbbells, and you can get the best workout ever. My weightlifting class is so freaking hard and I never, I rarely go above 15 pounds. Um, I love the virtual expansion again, like clients who I had who have moved away, getting to see them. I've been reading a lot for fun. My favorite fun series to read, I've read it like a thousand times, but I just can't get enough of it is white girl problems by Babe Walker. Um, you start with white girl problems, then you read psychos and then American something so dang funny, highly recommend Um, The first time I read White Girl Problems, I think I laughed so hard. I peed my pants. It's so good. So, so, so good. And then I've just been watching a lot of Netflix and taking naps. Um, I'm almost finished Schitt's Creek. I've been like dosing it because I don't want it to end and I'm on season five and I'm just like not ready for it to be over. I watched Waco, which was really good. I did the whole Tiger King thing. Um, what else did I watch that was, oh, Outer Banks fucking loved that show, loved that show. Biggest crush on, um, John B. Obviously the actor is 27, so it's not creepy or pedophily. So it's fine. Once I realized that he was my age, I was like, this is totally fine. Um, I can hang out with him. Oh my God. I have on my, outline to tell you the red bucket stories. So you guys know that I don't really drink. I rarely indulge. If I do, it's like a white claw situation. And I didn't really drink the first month and a half of quarantine. It's just like not my scene. It's just drinking at home isn't my story. And so one night I started having some white claws. I like the black cherry flavor. And so the next thing I know, I'm like six or seven white claws deep, which for me is like a lot of alcohol. And then I took a shot of fireball and then I pulled out the moonshine, apple pie moonshine. So one thing you should know about me is I don't like to puke inside and I like to puke by myself. It's a solo sport, not a group sport. Anybody who likes like fans in the bathroom with them while they're throwing up. I just don't understand it. Um, I dated this guy who used to be like, I just like, it's just like a bonding moment. Like we need to be together when you're throwing up. Like, no, it's a solo sport. I need to be by myself. You don't need to see what I'm about to do with my fingers and or a toothbrush. Get out. You know? Ugh. Anyway, I like to puke outside. And so I was sitting on the sewer grate outside of my parents' house trying to throw up in the sewer grate because I wanted to save water because I'm an eco-friendly bitch and didn't want to waste the flush. And my mom yelled at me. And so then she gave me a plastic bag and I put it over my ears and had the bag hanging down in front of me like I was a pack mule. And then she gave me a red bucket and I threw up in the red bucket. In my bed, and then I fell asleep right after throwing up, and then it spilled in my bed. And then three days later, we had guys working on the plumbing in our house because our old contractor installed our ice refrigerator or ice freezer I don't know, ice maker, whatever it is with a garden hose and it leaked. And there was like a whole plumbing thing, so they had to shut down the plumbing. But I didn't know that that was happening. So I drank a gallon of water and the plumbing was turned off. And so I was about to pee in the shower, but then my mom told me that all the plumbing is the same and that I would have peed on the guy's heads because the pipe was open or something. I'm not entirely sure. So then my dad went downstairs and got the same red bucket that I peed in like five days before or that I puked in five days before and I put it on my bedroom floor and I peed a gallon of water into a bucket. Um, yeah, so that's who I am as a person. That was definitely an overshare. So I hope that you enjoy that. But I also told you that my brother should span's eighteen thousand fucking times a day. Um, yeah. All right, guys. I actually have to go get ready for that brother's graduation. He doesn't know this, but I planned a secret um, informal graduation. He's supposed to graduate from college today, um, so it's going to be a roast. Um, I'm giving him the award, the CEO of wetting the bed. And I don't know what Matt's giving him, but he does not know that he's the valedictorian, that he has to give a valedictorian speech. I'm so excited for it. Um, That's all I have for you guys. I hope that you guys are staying safe. I hope that you're happy and healthy and washing your hands. Um, Yeah, make good choices. Look both ways. Don't look both ways. You're not leaving the house. I love you the most.